0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. For all all
1: NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Justin and Ness.
0: What up, y'all? Welcome to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am your girl, Nat, Nat Fluential, and I'm joined with my partner in crime, Justin Grant. What up, Justin?
1: What's up? Let's, let's get into this game. Much better feel after this one than the last one. So <laughs> For
0: sure. This was supposed to be the vibes for episode one, and it was not. Right. So we're just going to pretend like this is our debut episode and the Warriors are like,
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: They're, they're back to their winning ways. Um, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. I'm just happy they won. Like, honestly, like, I know it's against the Knicks and so you kind of like the Knicks aren't that like great of a team. So, but I'll take any wins right now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. One thing I will say, like, it's still, like, really frustrating that we they haven't won a game on the road, but that they still have, like, such a good home court advantage is good. But I don't know if that's going to matter if they can't get up enough in the standings to get home court, right? Because I mm-hmm. – until they start showing that they can, like, win on the road again, I'm even more anxious than I normally am about them, like, needing to secure home court at some point, like, for the playoffs. So um, – but sure. overall – yeah. I mean, they won. They kind of like took control of the game pretty early and there were moments the Knicks sort of kind of made a run, but they were basically in control of the whole game. You know, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. They established a defensive presence early on in the game. Um, their offense was was kind of humming. They were moving the ball. A lot of the opportunities that Clay usually would have taken to just get a shot off. Um, the last few games and majority of the season, he made sure that he made the extra pass. And oftentimes that pass led to a wide open shot from, for either Wiggins or Steph or somebody. And it just it just looked like how the Warriors were supposed to play. Um, so I think, you know, credit to Clay for setting the tone early of, of moving the ball and everybody else just kind of follows suit. And good, good wire-to-wire victory. You know, like you said, the Knicks had a, had a run or two in there. It's a game of runs, but they never really got close um, so it's a real, real and good win.
0: Yeah, for sure. A lot of it seemed like, too, like the Warriors fouls were keeping the Knicks in it <laughs> at times. Yeah,
1: and and it was really, I feel like half of those fouls weren't really fouls. I don't know what it is with the, with the refs. I don't think they have a vendetta against the Warriors, but they might. <laughs> like,
0: I it's, mean, it's getting kind of ridiculous.
1: It is getting ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, I think half of those files weren't actually fouls in the Warriors. So I can't really say that they were like filing too much. Uh, it's just, you, I guess they got to adjust to the whistle a little bit.
0: We need the little like Demarcus Cousins video meme right now. Like, I hope y'all really see what's going on now. Yeah. For <laughs> it's, <getting> real.
1: <laughs> it's really getting ridiculous. It's really getting ridiculous. But uh, yeah. Um, and a few of their fouls were on offensive rebounds from, from the Knicks, and then they just, you know, quick foul under the basket, stuff like that. So they definitely need to make sure they shore up that they're rebounding. Um, but, yeah, I think it was, a, it was all right. All right. Man.
0: Um, what did you think of the defense tonight?
1: I thought it was good. Um, the Knicks aren't really the best shooting team, even though, you know, they got guys that can hit a three you can't really say they have a bunch of shooters, you know, like Brunson, Brunson shot really struggling tonight. He was, um, and that's, you know, the defense was, was really good on him. He got in, he got to the basket a little bit and he, you know, he does his little swim through moves like Harden used to do where he gets under your arms and he draws fouls that way. But for the majority of the, of the game, they kind of kept him in check. Um, RJ Barrett, they were kind of just letting him shoot and stuff like that. He was getting to the basket a little bit and making some plays, but for the most part, you know, Draymond was all over the place. Like he was, you know, scrambling and helping guys out and meeting guys at the rim and just looking like that vintage Draymond Um, clay looked a lot better. Uh, They all, they all look good. Jordan Mason plays. And and I mentioned the last part that he's been, he's been improved on defense in the last few uh, games. So he's continuing that trend. And overall, I think they were just a lot more cohesive, even though they had a few moments where they were over helping a little bit and they still got to work on that. But um overall, they, they did a pretty good job against a team that can't really shoot. They forced them to shoot, and they missed. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, on the offensive side, it looked more like Warriors basketball, right?
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, they were moving the ball. Uh, they, were, they were running a lot of those split cuts, and the Knicks would take away that first option of, you know, Clay coming off that pin down or that cross screen. And Clay would just make the right play and just dump it down to whoever the roller is. And that roller would kick it out to the other corner. And it's an open shot every time. And they just kind of played off that the whole game. Um, and then, like I was saying last episode, their defense fueled their offense, right? They're just long misses from the Knicks or some turnovers from the Knicks. And they just pushed the ball right back down the court. It um, just got some easy offense that way. Uh, you can see it's just kind of coming together. It wasn't perfect. They probably could have blew the Knicks out by thirty if they were really, really humming. But um, it's it's been it looks better than what it has looked like. So um, they're trending in the right direction for sure.
0: Yeah, Kerr seems to really be relying on the vets right now. I mean, you got a little Jonathan Kaminga early. Lamb played, but it was you know he's 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 relying on the vets. So do you think that's like something? That I mean, well, we know he has to do that, but do you think that's something that's going to continue until they're kind of like back above five hundred? They've like won some in a row, um, mm-hmm. right? Like at some point, he has to get Kaminga and I think Moody playing, right?
1: Yeah, and I and I hope I hope so. Um, I was just looking at Moody stats. I actually, have him up right here. And all the games he's played, like twenty or so minutes, he's been positive player, you know, like so. And then obviously some of those games are out of necessity because guys were out, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think you know Moody and Joku should just stay ready because when they do play and they're and they playing well, Steve kind of has no choice but to play him more, um, especially considering that they are the future of the team and you need them to be ready for years to come after this. So you want to give them as much run as possible. Um, so but they just got to stay ready.
0: Postseason. I mean, and, I know they're yeah. probably not going to have big, well, who knows, but like, ideally you want to be able to like, go to at least one of them in the postseason.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, I think Joku is probably the most. Um, How do I say? It? I think he'll get the biggest opportunity just because the front court is a little bit thin and they do need a guy to come in and fill that, that Gary role. Um, I think it's still, it's still vacant. It's still open for him to take. Um, And he was kind of embracing it this game. He was just hard nosed defense. Like he got beat a few times, but you can see like, he's really taking it. uh, You know, he's really taking it to heart and trying to like stop guys. And he knows that's how he's going to be able to get on the floor. He wasn't forcing anything. um, But I do think he needs to play a little bit more with Steph and Draymond to fully, take advantage of the things that Gary was able to take advantage of. Uh, So maybe he'll get that opportunity in the next few games. And if they can string a win streak together, I think they can get a little bit more quote unquote, like risky with the lineups and just starting and not starting, but playing guys that may be on the fringe of the rotation.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you're right about Moody being like one of the positive players. I, um, it it might've been like a week or two ago at most somewhere within like the last week or two. I know a lot of Warriors fans are blocked by Tim Kawakami, but he had put up some like, you know, stats around um, Moody. And he's just like, like, he was really like the only like rookie or not rookie, but young player. He's not a rookie anymore. Who was having like positive, (laughs) impact on the court i know the warriors see those numbers i know they know that so it's just an interesting decision that he's still not playing
1: for sure um and i think it just might be positional and this was something that we were kind of considering before the season even started like just trying to think like where are the minutes going to come for moody right you got he's a wing so he has to play behind clay and wiggins who are both going to play at least 30 minutes a game um you know then you got Jordan who's a 2-1-ish. Uh Dante, who's like a 2-1. So it's just tough for him to fit in. They have arguably the best uh perimeter group in the NBA, or at least one of the deepest. Um, so it's it's just tough for him to get minutes. He would have to play a little bit of four, maybe. And I don't think they have enough stability in the front court to experiment a little, you know. So they they they're trying to go with who they are comfortable with right now. Anthony Lamb has is, is played well up to this point in the season. Jamichael is the only person on the team outside of Dre and Loon that has legit size that they feel comfortable playing at this point with Wise Matter of rotation. So he has to play. And, you know, even Njoku's there. So he's he's a 3-4 for them. So it's just tough for Moody to find minutes in a rotation with a, with a team this this deep in the perimeter.
0: Yeah. Um You know, I think we're still probably both in agreement, many in the fan base, that at a minimum, and it might be all they need, but we they still need another player on this team. I think it might only be one guy, but it probably depends on, like, the skill set. It's someone for Mm. the bench. It's someone, as you mentioned before, for the front court, right? Um, Yeah. But... Did you see the news earlier today about Gary Trent Jr.? So that was like interesting. I don't know if that's a reliable yeah. source. Um, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, s- I saw it. I don't
1: know if it's a if where it came from. Um,
0: it like so, But yeah. Well, NBC Sports Edge—that's like their um, their like gambling, you know, um, arm. So they they repurposed something, but I forget who the person was but it was like heavy or some i don't i didn't even know the site so i kind of didn't like pay too much attention to it but like gary Mm -hmm. trent jr doesn't seem like the right move
1: yeah uh and i said earlier on, on twitter that he's a great player um good role player but he doesn't really feel a need right if you if dante was just absolutely trash and you know moody was absolutely trash then sure add another perimeter player that can help the team um but i think you know our perimeter group is pretty solid right now we're just you know clay had a great game and, and jordan had a had a good game and we're essentially just been waiting for those two to play to their abilities up to this point and there would really be no thought about even adding a, a backcourt player to the to the lineup you know what i mean even though he's kind of more of a wing like he's like a power guard um so it doesn't really make sense to to go after Gary Trent. They definitely need to add a front court player. Um, they got the open roster spot, but I do think they still need to, you know, show up that front court on the bench, especially maybe adding a true stretch big. Uh, I don't know if we can trust Anthony Lamb to be that type of player. And as of right now, he's still on a two way. So we only have him for a certain amount of games anyway. And um, yeah, like I say, I just don't know if you can trust him to play in the playoffs. I don't know how you can trust him to play in big games. Um, Because if he was that type of player, then he probably would be in the league right now, you know, on an actual contract. So maybe he'll prove that he can be that type of player over the course of the season. But you can't you can't assume that right now. Um, So I do think they need to go out and get more of like a a power forward that can play the five um, stretch player. And there's been names like PJ Washington thrown out there. Um, You know, we don't know how realistic these trade scenarios are, but like a Kyle Kuzma. Player like that, pretty much it doesn't have to be those players, but someone that's in that 6'8 to 6'10 range, like Otto, who can shoot the ball real. Like, you can realistically expect them to be able to switch on to guard sometimes and switch on to big sometimes, that type of guy. Um, so, they definitely, I definitely think they need to add that. Um, and if they want to do it via trade, they still have that open roster spot to be able to sign another guy that may appear later or Anthony Lamb.
0: Okay. All right. I think it's time we take a quick break. So uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Golden Spaces. And when we get back, we'll, we'll, we'll get into breaking down some of the, what we saw from some of the individual players. Stay tuned.
1: tuned into golden spaces
0: with justin and Nat. we're back you're tuned in to golden spaces and odyssey original podcast with nat and justin uh so we're just breaking down this warriors next game warriors comfortably won that game and it was a different type of game for steph tonight right so i mean look I've loved all of the like Steph going crazy and stuff like that. And he still had like a really good game tonight. So it's not that he didn't, but it was a different kind of game. Um, definitely not like, you know, what did he have 50 last game? It wasn't that kind of game. Um, but what did, he had what, nine or 10? Um, was it rebounds? Or is it assists? Uh,
1: I think he had 10 assists.
0: 10 assists. There you go. So yeah, 10 assists. He had a number of boards though still. Um, and then he had like 24, I think at the end. So, you know, just a solid all around, like, you know, game for him, but he was definitely looking to like set up play and just others and like, get like everyone involved, which he always looks to do. Like usually like in the sun's game, the way you saw him kind of just like he understood that like no one was like getting going and you know wigs got into the early foul trouble so he just took on that role like i'm gonna go score and lead and try to like you know bring these guys with me so but that's not that's really atypical for steph he doesn't do that i mean sometimes to the point that it frustrates us and we're like can you please go just like (laughs) do what Mm -hmm. you do right so um but yeah so i mean it was just a different kind of game from him tonight but still very solid um what did you think of steph's performance tonight
1: um, I think it's just indicative of how he understands the flow of the game so much better at this point in his career. You can, I mean, he's a bet he's, he's played in all types of games. So he understands how to pick his spots. Um, he started off the game. I think he, he assisted on the Warriors, like first four or five baskets. And like I said, he was just looking for clay, looking for guys, um, trying to get them going. And whenever the Warriors kind of had a, a rough patch where they just went a few possessions without scoring he just took it upon himself to either go to the basket or just get a shot for himself and, you know, keep the Warriors um, comfortably ahead. So just ultimate leader, ultimate point guard. Um, People don't try to give him that label, but point guard is someone that sets everybody out, which he does on and off the ball. And he manages the game better than anybody else. So um, yeah, just good, good performance altogether. He probably should have had more points. He missed two free throws and a few over threes, but. I mean, everybody's, he's human. So it, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Good, good.
0: Percentages were a little, I mean, they're good percentages for like, you know, a player, his size and a, and a guard, but like they're yeah. a little, not Steph-like as far as this season goes, but still good. not <laughs> <him> too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. When, um, when, when you're off, or not off, but when your modest performance is still over 40% from the field and, you know, all that good stuff, five threes, then it's you, you in a good spot.
0: Right. For sure. (laughs) Um, okay. Clay, just a much better game from Clay tonight. Um, yeah, just a much better game from Clay tonight. You know, like, um, he wasn't pressing. I didn't think, um, he was taking clay like shots playing within the flow of the offense. Um, so, yeah, tell me what what you think of him. Like, I mean, we know he was good on the offensive end, but just tell me what you thought of his game tonight and, like, what you saw from him defensively as well.
1: Uh, I thought he looked great. Um, I can't really think of any plays where he was, like, getting beat or anything like that. Uh, so just overall solid performance. Wiggins kind of, like, took a lot of the, you know, Main ball handler responsibilities, which always should be the case, so Clay was allowed to just you know play off the ball a little bit more and just play solid team defense um and I think he did a pretty good job uh, yeah do throughout.
0: you think it was odd in the suns game that like he was on book so much in that game?
1: No, nah, not really just because campaign is such a quick guard um and Devin Booker is not really like a beat you with my speed type of player um and, and I think Clay takes that book challenge personally. You know, even, ever since book came in the league, he's always gone at it with him. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, that's, that's a typical matchup for Clay. And Clay played him well. He just hit a lot of tough shots. Um, and that, he's at that point in his career where he's a tough shot maker. So I think Clay kind of got a little bit frustrated by that. And the fact that he wasn't performing offensively, but other than that, uh, I think the book is the type of matchup for Clay that we, should be cool with uh seeing, you know.
0: Okay. Um, Draymond Green, five fouls tonight. Um, a couple of those last ones kind of seem like silly to me. Um, but silly I mean from like Dre, like that one where he picked up his fifth, that's like I don't remember who scored, but like the player scored and you fouled and then you picked up your fifth. He he was able to stay in the game for the rest of the night um but not ideal because there was still like I think I want to say around six minutes left or there was still like maybe a little bit less than that but there was a good amount of time still left in the game and at that point I mean I can't remember if Steph was even back in I know they kind of like it got down to like 10 so it was not like the game wasn't in hand yet and so not Mm -hmm. ideal for him to pick up those 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 fouls but um overall solid what did you think of Dre tonight
1: I thought he was really good on defense. Uh, I mean, on both ends, he was moving the ball on offense defense. He was scrambling around grabbing rebounds, challenging shots at the rim and the Knicks are a real physical team inside. Um, So Looney got a little bit in foul trouble too. Not really in foul trouble, but he got four fouls. He finished with. Um, And like I said, a few of those fouls didn't really seem like legit fouls, but it it is what it is in in the course of a game. But Randall's like a bruiser um rj barrett is kind of like a bruiser he gets to the rim and and um sims jericho sims is a freak athlete so he puts a lot of pressure on you rebounding and boxing out and the pressure he puts on the rim uh but other than that i think dre was it was a typical vintage dre performance defensively um all over the place and just you know messing things up for the other team
0: yeah one thing i love about dre that he always does is just like when he pushes like the ball in transition, you know, because sometimes they can get in the tendency to like walk the ball up the court. And I thought he was really good with that tonight.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's his main uh, like offensive, like add to the team, like his value, right. Just being able to push the ball in transition and that causes the other team to scramble. And then when the other team scrambled, there's no better player or team in to operate in that chaos. than Steph, Dre, Clay, um, and, and just go to stay Warriors. So that and his passing ability has to consistently be there. And I think he's been doing a pretty good job of that this season so far.
0: Another solid game from Andrew tonight. Um,
1: he's Mr. Reliable at this point. He
0: is. <laughs> is he their second best player?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's gotten to the point where – you know, some nights it's Dre, some nights it's him. But he's kinda of closed that gap a little bit. I think Dre enables him to be able to play his best basketball. Um, and that version of Andrew is so valuable that yeah, you can you can legit say that he's their second best player. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if anyone said it was Dre still. And like I said, depending on the night, it could be Clay, it could be Jordan. Uh but 20, he's been misreliable, 20. So 20 points, yeah. 20, easy, easy. Seven force. boards,
0: I mean, very efficient night, eight of 15, three of eight from three, just solid, solid all around game.
1: Yeah. He I, had mean, four I, fouls.
0: I, I just, I'm always paying attention to the fouls now. I mean, I know he's like, you know, guarding at the point of the attack, but I just, I just want the team to stop picking up fouls. So I'm just like always looking and I know, like, the last game, he kind of had, like, some early calls. Tonight, it didn't, like, hurt them. But I'm just, like, paying attention. So that's why I keep talking mm-hmm. about the fouls. But just a really, really good game from Wiggins. You know, that makes me happy as a Wiggins fan. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. This has been a good <laughs> season for him. I mean, he's almost at 50 from the field and 40 from the – three. well, he's at 40 from three, but he's almost at 50 from the field. So he's been Mr. Reliable, Mr. Efficient. Um, and I tweeted – throughout the game, like his activity level throughout the, the game is crazy. Like he'll guard the other team's best player, go after the rebound, sprint down the court just to get somebody to get an open shot, sprint all the way back down to prevent a layup and come back. Like it's, it's crazy. Come back down, get a play call for him. And he still has the energy to do what he needs to do. Um, he just turned into an incredible player um, all around. And it's just, it's just been great to see. Uh, and, you know, it's good game I for need
0: them. them to start winning because I want the Warriors to at least have two All-Stars. And now, like, there's a very good chance Steph will be their only All-Star. But Andrew is having a very, very good season. And, you know, like, you have, like, Kawhi being out again injured. You know, I just feel like if they were at the top of the standings, it would, like, op- be a much easier path for him to maybe get a second one. And I think he's mm-hmm. sort of deserving. I really do. He's having a very good season
1: he is that caliber of player at this point. Um, there's no denying that just what he can do on both ends, consistently scoring consistently defending at a high level. I mean, he's legitimately an all-star.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Um, sorry to like backtrack to staff really quickly, but, um, we ran a poll for brother from another, um, for any new listeners of all that, if you don't know, I, um, I, I work for Brother From Another on NBC Sports, Peacock TV. So I'm a producer for that show, one of the producers, as well as sometimes I'm on air. So we put up a poll for early season MVP candidates, and we had Steph, Giannis, Luca, and Tatum. Nice. Yeah, and then we said write in any other candidates who you might think, because I think Embiid and Ja. Would round out the list in terms of like the Vegas betting odds now, in terms of the top guys. Um, (laughs) And Steph was leading the poll. And I was like, this is crazy. Cause like, I mean, we know in terms of like what he's doing on the court, it's MVP caliber, but the Warriors are like Mm -hmm. below 500. So, but there were a lot of people in the comments so pissed. They were like, these people are casuals. Like, why is Steph even on here? MVP in your team? It's, they're really bad. And I just—it's yeah. just so funny to me because it's like to me, it's kind of like starting to be reminiscent of like you know when Steph like like Braun which is always being the MVP conversation. You're like, bro, like his team is not good right now, or you know whatever. And
1: so
0: <laughs> um, it was just like funny to see. But yeah, he was. I mean, there's over 1,000 votes that came in, and he was leading. Giannis the second. It was close, but like I was just surprised. I would have thought that like, you know, Luca or even Tatum, you know, uh, I, actually I would have thought Luca would have been like higher and it was and he wasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many games are the maps up on the Warriors right now? Not that many. I mean, it can't be more mm-hmm. than four because the first place is like four and a half ahead, I think.
0: Yeah, but just with the way the media is really pushing for a Luka MVP this year, I just I don't know. I thought like the votes would have been higher. So that was a little surprising for me to see.
1: Yeah, I think Steph's starting to get his flowers, especially after the the finals performance that he had. People are starting to, you know, they it's not much more they can say about him as a player, so it's kind of, like, shifted from Steph to, like, the Warriors, or the Warriors are playing bad, and the Warriors won't do this and that, but people understand, like, alright, Steph is that guy. So, it, it is refreshing to see that, though, but I think it's a little bit too early in the season for people to pull the the record thing, you know, unless you're just trash, trash, you know, the Warriors are pretty close, I mean, we'll be 7-9 seven, seven and nine now, so pretty close to 500. Um, once you get to, like, the 25-20 game mark then it's like all right let's look at the the standings to see but he's playing better just as good as anybody on the planet so
0: absolutely and i saw the people in the comments they were like i mean he has no help look at what he's doing right now so it was just it was just funny (laughs) to see i was like wow
1: full circle (laughs) wow
0: yeah um I do want to talk though about Jordan Poole tonight. Not the most efficient shooting night from him, but he hit some timely baskets. You know, like it seemed like every time like the Knicks were getting back in it or making a run or like getting within distance, he would just hit like a 3 or like, you know, do something. So what did you think about Jordan tonight? I
1: thought he was good. I think I thought he managed the game well when he was when he was in there. Um, he had a few shots that just like went in and out, or he had a few shots that were just good looks that didn't go down, and I think those will start to fall. Um, So his night would be a little bit more efficient. He's still kind of mixing in that hesitancy that he needs to take out. Um, But the Knicks are, like I said, a physical team inside. So typical – well, in contrast to the Spurs where, you know, some of the lineups that he was going against didn't really have a legit rim protector in there, and they were a little bit small, so he was getting to the rim and doing whatever he wanted. With the Knicks, they got a lot of size and physicality down there. So he was trying to get to the rim, and they were just, like, knocking him down or just, like, blocking his shot and beating him at the rim. And he'll have nights like that. But other than that, I think he was moving well. He was making good decisions for the most part. He was taking good shots. Um, and he was defending. He was actually trying to play some defense. So, overall, can't complain about his performance. Um, just like Clay, his shot's going to be more consistent, um, and he'll start to knock down shots at the clip, we know he can.
0: And so I may owe Jermichael Green an apology. Like, listen, up until the last game, I was, like, defending him hard on the TL. And so I think I just felt so violated by, like, what he did on the court in the last game. So I was like, I don't want to see him anymore. I was not nice to Jermichael Green. And I don't know if I'm ready to yet turn the corner because, like, this is probably one of his better games that he's played this season. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so what did you think about Jermichael Green tonight?
1: This is probably his best game to be honest. Um, to he's cool. I still, he, I still think they need to add a front court player because I don't think that he's that to be, you know, that guy consistent backup five and consistent backup four that you can trust in a playoff series and against better teams and big games. Um, but energy guy, he was rolling to the basket and finishing, um, and you can't really complain about what he was doing. shot still hasn't come. I'm not sure if it if it will at this point, but he's doing what they asked him to do or he did what they asked him to do tonight. Uh and that's all you can really really ask for, I guess. Yeah, Energy for guy. sure. Wow.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's funny like I'm just like happy that they won tonight. Um I'm not like overly crazy about the, I'm just, I'm just, I am just want wins to come. Like right now I'm not at a stage where I'm just like, ah, you know, like obviously I'm going to always go hard for the Warriors, but I just, I just want the wins to start coming. I just want like a little stability. So um, apologies people if the energy is not like what you expect it to be, but um, I'm just happy they've won and I would like them to continue. So... Um, Let's get into that in the next segment with the games that they have coming up and kind of talk about what we expect to see. So we'll be back, guys. You're listening to Golden Spaces. Um, Stay tuned. We'll be back.
1: For For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces
0: with Justin and Nick. All right, we're back. We're back, we're back. You're tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Nat and Justin. Um, so yeah, the Warriors have another back-to-back coming up. I just feel like their schedule this month has been sort of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really take that close of a look at like the next couple months, but like the way it was, the back-to-backs just felt like a lot, so... I'm kind of over these, but they have Houston Rockets coming up. Um, that's on Sunday, right? They play Houston on Sunday and the Pelicans on Monday. Both of those are away games. So, what are you expecting for those games? First of all, in terms of who will play, um, like, do you think because they they need to get wins right now. So outside of Clay maybe resting on the second night of the back to back, do you think the vets are going to like staff and and, and drain everyone else? Do you think they're probably going to play in both games?
1: Um I'm really not sure, but I'm going to say yeah, I think they will. And I'm going to say I think Clay rests the first night of the back to back and plays in New Orleans. Um but they should Houston's a bad team, but they're a young team, they got some scores. So it's not like you could just say, all right, let's just roll out our young guys and, and beat them. And uh, people always
0: get up for the Warriors anyway. They just always get up yeah. for the
1: Warriors. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, they had some dog fights with the uh with the Rockets last season where Steph had to hit the game winner against first KBJ that one. one night. Yeah, first first buzzer <laughs> beater game winner. And he got into <laughs> and he got into it with KBJ. Um, later on in the season where he had to like torch him in the in the second half, and they had to like pull it out that way. so it's not gonna be necessarily an easy win. It should be if they you know play all their guys and they take care of business early and get them out of there. That's like the ideal situation, I think, um, so they can kind of rest the the main guys for the following night in New Orleans, but uh yeah, we'll maybe see
0: some of the young guys could get some burn in this game, like if they could you know. I mean, who yeah. knows? Like, what? one of the things I was looking for in the game tonight versus the Knicks was, like, were the starters going to have to come back and win the game? You know, like, was the bench going to be able to maintain the lead? Got a little dicey mm-hmm. in the fourth, arguably, I think, got down to, like, 10, but then they were fine. And so – because that's been the pattern, right, earlier in the season. So that that's one of the things I was looking for. So, you know, if they – Go into Houston, for example, and they get like a big lead, like can we trust like okay, play the bench, you know the guys get on the get on you know start icing up, and then all of a sudden <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> I'm just not sure what do you think
1: yeah, I think um i think I think there'll be blow- I think it'll be a blowout, but yeah, it's you always you always run that risk, I think they did a good job today of like not bleeding the lead too much. Um, and then the, the starters didn't necessarily have to come back in and win, but they just had to make sure it was secured, uh, which, you know, the Knicks aren't necessarily the worst team ever. So that's, that's not like, you know, anything to be too upset about, but the Rockets, they should be able to get out to a, a big lead early um, and then kind of put them away in the third quarter. And hopefully the starters don't have to come back in in the fourth quarter at all.
0: One would hope one would hope. Is there anything, I mean, cause the, the Pelicans are obviously the harder team in this back to back. I really wish they would have been on the first night, um, mm-hmm. but they're not. So they're really the harder team um, playing well this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we don't know who's playing. So a lot of this is like guesswork, but I mean, is there anything for either team for Houston or the Pelicans that the Warriors kind of like need to keep on their radar for going into those games?
1: Yeah. I think, um, I mean, obviously the big, the main guy for Houston is Jalen green. So ball contain is, is the main objective with him, making sure you can, he can stay, or you're staying in front of him, not getting anything easy. Um, Singoon has been playing pretty pretty good for them as far as, like, offensively scoring and rebounding the ball, so making sure that he doesn't get anything easy. And then if you do that, you should cruise to a victory. They got a lot of athletes. Um, K.J. Martin is, you know, everybody knows he's Kenya Martin's son. He has a lot of bounce. He's been dunking on people and stuff. He had a crazy dunk, I think, today on Miles Turner, by the way. But making sure you just
0: – Will that youth tire out, like, Dre – You know, you need them good for the next night. So I just, I don't know.
1: Um, I think, and I think this is a game, like you said, where the young guys can play a little bit more. Um, This could be a a Kaminga game where you can use his athleticism out there. Uh, Moody isn't the greatest athlete, but just his energy, you can throw him out there, Dante, stuff like that. So uh, if the starters, if the starters do play, you know, maybe without Clay, if they come out and get out to a good lead early, punch the the Rockets in the mouth the Rockets might you know just bow down after that and then you know once the bench comes in you put in you plug in the energy guys from the bench Jermichael, Joku, Moody, um, Dante and they can keep up in that track meet with the youth of of Houston uh, and, and not bleed the lead too much or maybe even extend the lead
0: mm. yeah they better win that game. I hate when they lose to teams that they should not lose to. But, right. you know, this season I'm like, who shouldn't they lose to the way they've been playing and acting crazy? So, um, and so, and then, like, what about the Pelicans? Now, that game, ugh, I just really wish it wasn't the second night because I'm excited about that game.
1: Yeah, they got a ton of size. They got a, a ton of size. I mean, <laughs> Valanchunas so let me is, qualify is another. That.
0: I'm excited about that game provided... The players play right because like everyone got yeah. rested the last time they went to New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I mean they played them well last time. Actually, um, that's another game Moody was like a plus fifteen or something like that, and didn't play the next game. But <laughs> just weird stuff. But um, yeah, we we've, we've been kind of having it having an issue with with like the bigger bigs, like the Bruisers. Like Sabonis had twenty two rebounds on us. Um, you know, Evan Mobley, he's not a bruiser, but he was pretty active against us and had a good game. So it's cu- I'm curious to see if Valentunas plays, if he's has a big impact on the game, rebounding and just, you know, drawing fouls and stuff like that inside. Obviously, dead. Zion. Yeah, he's, he's just so, like, steady he's and, dead. yeah. Zion. Oh, Valentunas. Yeah,
0: I just – every time I watch him play, I mean, I know he's not, like, the best like defensive player but like i just love his game he's good
1: super solid he's gonna punish you inside like if you have any issues defending in interior he's gonna kill you um and he's been that way for for years. so yeah shout out to balanchunas zion
0: about zion yeah let's talk about that
1: um dre dre should do a good job on him he's not finishing at the rate that he was like when he was an all-star that year, but he's still always a problem going to the basket. They, they run a lot of quick hitters for him to just get downhill and he just, he's going to take the ball and, and just, you just know, go straight to the rack with it. As long as you don't let him get to his left hand in the paint, you, you, you know, you give yourself a pretty good shot of being able to defend him. But if you let him get to his left hand, it's, it's like almost always a bucket. He's so strong and he's, his touch with the left hand is crazy. Uh, curious to see how Wiggins does on Brandon Ingram. Cause Brandon Ingram has all the tools as a, as a score. He can shoot the three dribble, uh, you know, step backs, turnarounds, all that type of stuff. So Wiggins is going to have a, have it out for him. And um, we're going to see, obviously they're going to put clay on CJ. Probably Uh, let's see if he can stay in front of him. And that's, it's going to be a good test for them because they got a lot of ways they can hurt you, but you know, they're also a team that struggles sometimes defensively. So we'll see how the Warriors' offense looks against them. If they're moving the ball well, they should be able to get any shot that they want against that team. Uh, so it's a good matchup. But hopefully, like you said, they're actually playing their guys and not sitting them on that second night.
0: I know. I know. And, I mean, honestly, too, like for the fans, because this would be the last chance for them to see, like, Steph clay if he does play any of those guys because the first game the last game was also in new orleans so any remaining games against them are going to be in um in san francisco
1: yeah yeah i don't know if they take that into account in 2022 (laughs) i feel like teams of teams of yesteryear used to take that into account and try to make sure all the fans across the country could see these players but now that players just be like man i ain't playing like or coaches be like i'm not playing these guys so It'd be cool. It'd be cool if they can, you know, finally get their first two row wins and get a a, a streak started of a, a legitimate three game really? win streak. And yeah, that would be great.
0: I feel like they're not in a position right now to be taking off games. So like, you right. need to, you need to, you need to play these guys. Um, is Herb Jones still playing?
1: He's playing. Yeah.
0: He's like their big defensive guy, right?
1: Yeah, he's their point of attack guy. Um, I got to check his defensive stuff this season. I haven't really been hearing like a ton about him. So maybe he's regressed a little bit or maybe he's just not having the greatest season as he had last year. Um, I know he's probably been struggling shooting the ball. At least every time I watched him play, he hasn't shot the ball well. So Uh, he could be on that Matisse-Tybo trajectory where everybody's like, Hey, he's the next big defender, and then his offense just kind of like keeps him off the floor, or just you know,
0: right? He, he,
1: it never catches up enough. But Trey Murphy's another guy that's like he's kind of taken off a little bit because he's a legit sniper and he got size and he can he can, he just plays hard. So that's another guy they got to worry about off their bench.
0: What about the? Um, and I'm so sorry because I can't like his name is escaping me. So the way I'm going to describe him, but the, the Puerto Rican guy, Jose. you, you Jose <laughs> knew.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be a good matchup with him and Jordan because he's gonna have to he's probably gonna check Jordan. Um Puerto Rican Pat Bev with a jumper.
0: Uh, <laughs> Is that that's his player comp.
1: <laughs> yeah, he. I mean he calls himself the Puerto Rican Pat Bev, or he's at least I've heard him say it before. So
0: I like him though. He's funny.
1: Yeah, I like this, I like their whole team really. Yeah, like, I like all I like their him. all their playstyles and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Very likable squad, unlike the Phoenix Suns and Memphis Grizzlies. Um, right, right. I had a little segment on Brother From Another where I talked about my dislike for the Suns. And then I put I it on that. social and like, <laughs> people really liked that. <laughs> I, I don't know how so many people don't like the Suns. Like it's not just like a Warriors thing, but people was like, they just kind of carry themselves a little arrogantly so i thought it was you know because it's easy to say like look you just have like a bias you know whatever but like they rub other people the wrong way too
1: yep i mean especially the last two seasons they've won a lot and they've done a lot of your your co-stars said front running and that's that's kind of what they do they front run they act like they're just the greatest team ever when they haven't accomplished anything except a few regular season wrestling conference titles um
0: yeah, Bridges was doing the most on the court. I saw your tweet, like, oh well, just stop them, but like he's never gonna have the kind of career Clay had, like even come close to it. But I was like, oh word, you doing all this now, but second round when Luca was in your building, you wasn't doing none of that.
1: No. None of that. That's 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 my whole thing. Like, if you get embarrassed like that, you you could talk trash in the course of a season, whatever, but like know your place, bro. Luca went went in there and put y'all to bed, embarrassed y'all on your home court. Like, and get out of here,
0: with the,
1: with the whole three, and then you putting your hands and people's face on the bench, like, bro, you're not that guy, bro. Like, And this
0: Luca kinda, was talking shit after, talking crazy, after, like after game six, and and like you no, know, when they had like lost, and he's like, oh, everybody, you know, whatever he was saying, like, walk into the locker room. And then they come out and then he comes out and does that to them. Like, come on, yo. Like, right. I don't want to hear nothing from you. So, yes, unlike the Suns, uh, the Pelicans are definitely, definitely a very likable squad. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that I hope the guys play because I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, so we're gonna be recording after the Pelicans game, um, guys. So we won't have another show um, after Houston, but, um, yeah, we'll be back with more golden spaces and more commentary on the dubs. Uh, anything else before we go, Justin?
1: Nah, hopefully Clay can continue to play like he played last or play tonight. Um, and I think that'll, you know, spearhead uh, a streak for them going forward and yeah, let's stack these wins
0: for sure. Um, Hey guys, just a quick note. We do have a mailbag. So if you have questions for us that you'd like us to answer, email us at G S W at gmail.com. So again, that's G S W at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to address those questions. Um, you know, during the show. So, Thanks for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying it. We got a lot of positive feedback from you guys from the first episode. So definitely appreciate the support. And yeah, more to come, all right? Make sure you're subscribed, following, downloading. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. All right, have a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you, or we'll speak to you rather soon. Take care.